This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Yeah, I was just running along straight there and got hooked. Commodore's pissed off and acting like a boy, like I did something wrong there. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. Just got home from Talladega. Uh, you know, y'all saw the race. I think everybody definitely disappointed in how that all ended up. <clears throat> Especially after running pretty well most of the day. I, I was kind of surprised that we were back in the position we were in late in the race because we'd run so good most of the day and I thought we were putting ourselves in good position like we needed to to have a strong, a strong finish and get a win just like Brad did. The car was real good most of the day. Saw some other cars that were pretty impressive as well, but I thought our car wasn't too bad. We were able to get the lead and hold it pretty easily, and uh, that's where we needed to be near the end of the race. We needed to be able to control the restarts, the last few restarts. Uh, we did not need to be in in the back, 8th, 10th, whatever the hell we were doing back there. We didn't need to be there to have a shot at it. So that was that was pretty disappointing how that all worked out and how that race ended. Uh, to get, you know, turned into the wall there late, I wasn't too... That wasn't that disappointing because you expect that when you're racing in the back. I'm surprised there wasn't, uh, you know, any bigger accidents than there were. But, you know, I uh, think, uh, you know, as disappointing as this race was and to be eliminated like we were, we have to remember several things. And, and you know, we we have to, first off, finish the season. And there's races that can be won. There's trophies that we can get. And we need to be able to uh, look at ourselves at the end of the season and be proud of the effort all the way to the end. It'd be easy to quit now or half-ass it the rest of the way. But I don't think any of us would be too proud of ourselves if that's the effort we put in. So I know the team's going to keep working hard. I've never won at Martinsville, and we'd love to do that if we can't get a championship what better way to end this relationship with Steve than on on a win or two by the end of the year? So that's kind of our our short-term focus right now. And uh, the long-term focus is that this is a good team and we're going to have a change at the helm with, with Greg coming in. And we all need to be, you know, excited about that. I remember when we made the announcement, I think the team was excited. Now to be drugged through the mud t- today makes it a little difficult to see that far into the future, but we do have a lot of things to be excited for uh, about and look looking forward to. And we can have some, uh, you know, we can have some good times next year if we do this right, just like this year. And we all knew this was hard. We all knew that you got to put a whole lot of work in and there's not a ton of reward, but there are some rewards and when they come, they're very sweet. So we all knew that going in. We knew there was potential for disappointment. There's a lot of disappointments in life. Getting knocked out of the chase and not being able to fight for the championship this year will not be in the top five or top ten disappointments. There's a whole lot worse things that you will have and will deal with in life. But we knew it was hard. We knew it wasn't going to be easy. We didn't get it done. We get to try again the next season. So, like I say, we're going to work hard and finish this one off. And it's going to be fun. Still enjoy driving, whether we're in the hunt or not, for the title. We're going to have some fun racing at the end of the year. We'll hopefully have it all out of our system and uh, have you know have a good off season. But I got a lot already planned for the off season. It's going to be pretty busy. 
So I ain't even looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to these next four races. You guys uh, do whatever you got to do to get over the, the disappointment. And uh, everybody deals with it differently. And I hate we're all going through it. But we do it together, win or lose. So we'll see you all next weekend. Uh, you all enjoy the download. And when we go to Martinsville, let's all be ready to go. All right, take it easy. Man, that fires me up. Don't it, though? That's awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Mike, uh, TJ, Amanda, and Taylor here with you on the download. Uh, and, again, you can go to spyoptic.com right now and check out the complete line of Dale Jr. Signature 88 sunglasses. And thanks to our partner, Spy, you can enter discount code Dirty Mo Radio. Dirty Mo Radio. All one word. At checkout and receive 20% off your purchase. Uh, not going to win a championship this year, guys, but you win championships with attitudes like that. Sure thing, man. Yeah, listen, in this format and any any other format where you've got a champion, everybody ends up disappointed except one person. So, you know, you pr- you're pretty much, uh, you know, you have to win it all to not end up uh, disappointed. I-, I think even last year when we ended the uh, season so well, you're disappointed because you you finished so well. You, you know, and you, you think about what could have been without that Chicago race. This is going to be the year where we, we think about what could have been without, you know, a blown tire at Kansas or yeah, a broken shift at Charlotte, you know. Yeah. So it's just the way it's going to be this year. <laughs> yeah, he's right, though, about having a having a good team. I, I mean, we got a great team, man. We have a – it's probably the most fun I've ever had working for a team as far as the guys and everyone getting along and and doing their jobs. Um, I think it's uh, – I think Stevie's done a, a great job of piecing this team together and, and finding all the right pieces to – to make him comfortable in the car and to have success on the track. And we've had a lot of it this year. We just had some unfortunate things happen at, at times where we couldn't afford it to have it happen. And it was hard to rebound from it. And we got our backs against the wall at Talladega. And and uh, we went and I thought we went down swinging. I thought we did. Yeah, oh, yeah. sure. So well, still, still, dis- no doubt. still disappointing. Disappointing in the result. Sure. Uh, but not in the way, uh, you know, we competed. I think, I think yeah, that's the best way to put it. It's disappointing because well, we and, know and, how good and, this and team guys, is. Yeah, TJ, the the improvement that your team has made every year the last three four years is noticeable, and it's in and you can include 2014 with that. Yeah, I it's mean, definitely, gaining on it. We've every definitely year. made a lot of progress. You know, this year, last year we had, you know, we just we were there a lot. We just never could could break through and and get that win. And you know, this year we came out of the box and right out of the gate the 500 win. You know, and then we went and swept Pocono. We were in contention to win. A handful of other races. You know, the Kosh comes out of Sonoma with five to go. We could have a road course win. You know, we had tires right there ready to go. And um, there's a lot of other races we were right in contention to win. Obviously, you know, Kansas would blew a right front leading race. So it's, uh, it's a good thing to build off of, and I think we're all on the right track to, to repeat multiple wins next year. I really feel great about the future of this team and their chances to win championship in the future. I do feel badly for Steve Letarte, though. I mean, he made the decision to go on to television. I think he'll be outstanding, but I know a lot of people, probably you guys included, wanted to see uh, him part of a championship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, definitely. Sure. Definitely think Stevie deserves to, to have a good shot at running for a championship. He's the He pieced this deal together, you know, piece by piece, and he kind of built this ship, and, and we're all kind of riding it. So, And, uh, you know, I definitely think he deserves to have that success. Plus, I think that there was sort of a uh, – uh, an element of redemption for him as well. We always talk about it with Dale Jr. But, you know, Stevie was Jeff Gordon's crew chief. And, um, you know, some could make that argument that they underperformed. And, you know, when they made the switch, Stevie had a lot to prove as well. And I think Stevie did prove a lot as, you know, his capabilities as a crew chief with Dale Jr. Um, yeah, I think so. So I, I think that there was something that Stevie was wanting to prove and, and, you know, get that championship trophy on his shelf as well. 
Um, but you know, it didn't. Ha it's not to be. That's fine. And I and Junior's got the right mentality. We go in there and try to get more trophies. And I think, listen, we're we're running well. I mean, why why would we not be able to go and contend yeah. at Martinsville? We were Phoenix a contender. We were a contender at Talladega. Right. Man, yeah. yeah. So I will say, I'd like if we can break down this race a little bit. I don't know what happened in the middle of that race. You know, Junior did say that he wasn't crazy about his car. Like he said that it was a good car, not a great car, and there were other cars out there that were better than his for sure. The winner yeah. being one of them. But you know, we were sitting there in the top three, and uh, when Brad tried to make a move to kind of break it up, and I don't know if he was actually even going for the lead or what he was doing, but for whatever reason, Junior just lost his momentum at that point. He got really loose after that pit Mike, stop. that was like 80 laps to go or something? Yeah, with yeah, about, there, yeah there was 70, a couple things like that, that kind of happened there. Those cautions fell at the exact wrong time again because the first group, yeah. two cautions fell at this time. The first group pulls off to pit. Not every car, you know, there's like two or three laps where they pit in a row. The first group pulls off to pit. That's probably 10 cars, something like that. Well, we're going down the backstretch. We're coming the next lap. Well, the guys behind us wreck. That's right. That group that's on pit road is going to come out, and they've already made their pit stop, and they're not a lap down, so that's they're getting track position in front of us So already. they go right to the front. That happened twice. Right. And it actually helped out. It actually got Brad up front one time. He pitted, and the caution comes out. That's and right. that happened to us twice. We were pitting with the second group, and... One time, the the J.J. Ailey wreck was behind us. I think that's the one that might have got Kyle, too. But that wreck happened behind us. Caution comes out. And then the next time, it was a piece of debris. That's right. In the middle of it. So that, that didn't help us at all. And then we were kind of hanging it in there where we the next move was critical. And he took a, he made a move to a couple moves to try to get track position. And it kind of, we never really got the immediate help that we needed right then. It was kind of like, oh, the two guys behind us didn't want to go with us. Then somebody from three or four cars back tried to go on that. We lost a few rows with that. And when you get back there that far and you're working the outside lane like that, and guys see when you, as soon as you start to build momentum, somebody pulls up in front of you. And then you just push them to the front like we did it to Truex and Paul Menard. Did it to, did it to Menard. We push right. them guys up there, then they get down to the middle row, and then you fall That's back right. again. And you're you stuck get your momentum up again, and then another guy pulls up. That's so right. we did it to both of them guys and pushed both of them up there, and it just never – we were just far enough back where it, where it would cycle not in our favor every time. Somebody would always pull up in front of us. We just never could get through that buffer, right? We just never could get, like, the meat in the sandwich. We were just stuck right there, and we've tried every yeah. row. Tried to top, middle, and bottom, so – Every race at Talladega just proves to me how much I don't know about what I'm watching, to be honest with you. Because when he's on the outside row and he's not moving forward, and he, or he pushes Paul Menard straight up to the front, but then yeah. gets stuck on that outside, I'm like, he needs to get in the middle, or he needs to get to the bottom. But he was in the middle, and then he was at the yeah, bottom, and he could not go yeah. anywhere. I mean, he had so Casey Kane in front of him. There's so much that affects that, though. It's not just what he does. It's what sure. that row does, what the other guys do on the outside. Some guys think it's faster to get right on guys' doors off the corner. Like, we we figured it out in the beginning. Depending on the roll package, sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's not. Well, we figured out in the beginning he was pulling the middle row. He'd go way out away from him off the corner, then come back to him in the dogleg and we would lose ground that way. Well, the next time he come out, come off turn four, he stayed real tight against him, and he got on the quarter pen of another car in front of us, which if you get on that quarter pen of a car at Talladega, it's going to pull you up. That's the biggest key is you need to get your bumper on their quarter panel, and that's when it pulls you up by him. Well, the next lap, he was able to get on the outside of the guy in front of him, and it pulled him up there, so that was faster. Right. And you don't really know that until you try stuff, and I don't know if, if you know, I don't, I don't get the chance to listen to other people in the race, but I know he sees it and he's really good at figuring out. I don't think a lot of the other guys know. They just kind of stay out there. When you get a run, you get a run. Well, there's so many things that affect what, what lane's going to move at a certain time. You know, whether a guy's lifting or dragging the brake or what he's doing, if he's side drafting the guy. There's just so many things that matter in it. 
Well, you yeah. know, you know when he's back there and it's late in the race. I think the timing of the, of the time of the race also has a lot to do with it because you know he went from twenty eighth to seventh in like I don't know five laps. Yeah, our lane something. rolled right in the beginning. It, it, it was going but third groove too, right to the front. That's right. Uh, but when you're later in the race, depending obviously who you've got in that line and stuff, that obviously plays into uh, how well that. It's line It's hard moves. to move because people switch lanes a lot late in the race with that urgency to They're get racing. to the front. Right. So, They're racing, and when they do that, that chant that tends to just keep it all like that the sure. whole time. Nobody really I breaks mean, look through. Look at Danica. Look at Danica. Danica was yeah. leading the race, and then that's she right. was in 30th 10 seconds later. I mean, right, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's nuts watching that. Was that was a really hard race, too, though, because normally we get a period in the race where everyone singles out, and we ride up by the wall for 30 or 40 laps for a pit stop or so, and we never had that that race, man. It was like, I feel like we raced the whole race in the first 60 laps. Like, that's how hard it was. You it did was, make that comment on the airplane. You said after. It, it was hard, man. You were exhausted after about 60 laps. I uh, thought we it, ran about 120, and it was only like 60. Because normally there's just that spell where everyone just up by the wall, gets in line. I don't feel like we had a whole lot of that. Do you have a comment on uh, on the accident uh, as far as your vantage? I point? just, I couldn't tell. It, it When they're on the back stretch like that, it's so far away from me, and you're looking across. You know, you don't really know something's happening until you see the, until you see a car aiming the wrong way, and um, you know, I, I can't, I couldn't see the 16 get into him or the 16 get hit by the 38 or whatever happened back there. You know, it, it looked like the. I mean, I think what Junior said on Twitter. I mean, it, yeah, it looked like the 38 got into the 16. Yeah, and if they're so. moving lanes a little bit and their bumpers don't line up exactly, man, it doesn't take much to turn a guy a little bit. You know, Greg's yeah. obviously he's not just going to turn right into a right. car. That's right. You're not going to wreck yourself and someone else doing that. So, Junior, first thing when I saw him after the race, he said, did I get down on, did I move down on him? Yeah. And I said, no, no, you were straight. Yeah. And yeah. I said, and he said, so he moved up into me and I said, I think he actually It was had abrupt. Help. It was the abrupt. Atti- the attitude of that car, of Biffle's car, sure looked like he was shoved or something, yeah. uh, you know, that yeah. ultimately hooked him. And yeah. so he actually talked to Biffle on the phone on the way to the airport. Uh, and, and, he, and he said to Greg, did I move down on you or, or, or what happened? And Greg pretty much told him he's like yeah i i got helped into you you were not uh, moving down on me at all and uh the other thing junior was wondering is about paul menard he, he said what did i yeah. do to paul menard to make him start going crazy and you know and, and and getting all mad and i said i don't know does paul menard actually show emotion are you sure you're talking about paul menard <laughs> yeah i know yeah. that's some of the I've, last week i've seen somebody pictures of his face on there paul menard's reaction when the daytona 500 just oh yeah <laughs> nascar chasms <laughs> yeah, yeah man orange uh, so kiss the bricks i wow, still i great. still don't know why paul menard would be upset with dale do you he yeah. probably because he didn't know he just knew that was the guy that hit him first i mean it's never a lot of times race car drivers don't get the um all the correct info you just get well the 88 hooked you i mean it, oh wait oh so he was in the wreck Yes. Oh, we hooked him. We got hooked. Oh, I, I mean, hooked I'm sorry. Him. I forget that Paul Menard's yeah. on the track. When we got hooked in the left <laughs> rear quarter panel, it turned us, and Paul was down here. It turned us into his right rear quarter panel, and he got hooked on the outside wall. Well, how could he honestly be? I mean, <laughs> what TJ said earlier, Paul Menard's spotter can't see that far out either. So, you know, he may have just said, hey, the 88 hit you. I didn't know the 38 hit Greg. That's true. I didn't know the 38 hit Greg. All I knew, all I know is when I saw, the, when I saw it, I, I knew the 16 was right there, and that's the only thing. That I can see at that point because I wouldn't be able to see them hit anyway in the third row or whatever like that. I wouldn't be able to see them hit. So you never. What Mike said about man, the race car drivers emotion. That's hilarious. Uh, Uh, I didn't know he had it in him. Let's let's go get a grandfather clock, boys. Oh my God! Look who just walked in. Look who is in our store right now. Trucker. It's it's our truck driver, man. Our truck driver for the number (laughs) eighty-eight National Guard Chevrolet. I did not know he was going to be over here. What's up, dude? How much? Andy Squiggs right here. How you been? (laughs) Good. What are you doing over here? 
Yeah, what are come, you doing here? I had to come talk to you. I told you. Oh, you did. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah. I, I, I was waiting on you. Where have you been? <laughs> I had to sleep in. You knew the surprise guest wasn't a surprise? Well, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, just, I'm a little surprised. Happens. Hey, before, we're about to start reaction theater here, man, but did you have a comment from yesterday's race? I mean, it's just, it's one of them racing deals, yeah. unfortunately, but like I looked on Dale's and Stevie's Twitter, just got to go out to go to Martinsville, go get a clock, and got four more trophies we can go. go get. How do you get that home? I drove. How do you get the clock home if you win it? Well, we'll strap it down. Because <laughs> he can't, I don't know if he can fly it on the plane. So, <laughs> you did drive to Alabama this week, and you do drive the 88 truck. Mm-hmm. Did you see anything interesting in Alabama? Well, there's pretty much interesting stuff. Wait. What's the craziest thing you've seen driving down the road? With well, fan, on the way, wise? not like on the way to Talladega, there was a little small motorhome, and it had one of the big Dale faces in the back window. That's the craziest thing you saw. Yeah. See, no. Alabama. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's there there's always every track we go to when we do the hall parades or when I lead the track. There's always a bunch of fans always supporting. Cheering, hollering, don't matter if we lost, wrecked, or whatever, they're still all supporting. No, none of them. TJ's trying to lift up his shirt right now, just so. Just <laughs> I don't. Know. A I think you're lying. I was gonna say you're a lying. Couple. A lot. Get ready to get up because lightning's gonna hit. <laughs> all right, let's do reaction theater. Tell what you think. First. We mentioned at the top of the show, Spy's got an exclusive deal for Dirty Mo Radio listeners. Go online to spyoptic.com and check out Dale Jr.'s signature Spy 88 collection. It includes the Dirty Mo, McCoy, Quanta, General, and Farrah for the ladies. Enter discount code Dirty Mo Radio. Dirty Mo Radio. All one word. At checkout and receive 20% off your purchase. Time is running out, so don't miss your opportunity to take advantage of this deal. Let's hear Reaction Theater. Well, three wins. Junior's been having the greatest season in over a decade, and he chokes it all away in the chase. Man, I, I will be the first to admit, this has been his greatest season ever, and I'm just sad that it's all over now, thanks to Brian's stupid France. Man, your grandpa's got to be turning over in his grave right now, thanks to what you've done to this sport. Steve, you did a hell of a job, TJ, you too. Man, I'm just so mad right now. You know what? In the immortal words of Dado, or Dan the Junior fan, as you like to call him, Alabama sucks! (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That is funny. (laughs) may want to try a few salads there. I know, man. (laughs) That might have been like after mile five. You don't know that. I don't know, maybe. (laughs) Hey, I'd, I'd be breathing that heavy, too, if I was running. Who's next? Well, we knew Talladega was going to be a crapshoot, and the chances were slim. But I know the 88 team put in their best effort. Dale Jr. was aggressive and making moves and was leading laps, and it just didn't pan out, as Talladega sometimes will. Damn proud of this 88 team season. We got four more races. Dale Jr. wants a clock. Let's go get the damn clock. I think we'll all be real fired up, boys, if we get some more wins this year. Yeah, I, I, I would love a clock, too. But, man, I, what do you mean the chances are slim? I went into Talladega expecting to win. Jeez, I thought our chances were pretty good, especially if we get well, out front. The fact that you control your own destiny in Martinsville, you know, I mean, that's, that's a good feeling, especially like you said earlier with the way that you guys have run there recently. 
So yeah, we run we, good. we run a lot better at Martinsville than we do at Talladega. To be honest with you, I mean no Dale's kidding. got his five wins at Talladega, but you know what his average finish there is since his last win, which was ten years ago. It's twentieth. What about Martinsville? I don't know. It's got to be better. Than <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? Hey y'all, the E about ten to fifteen deep. Uh, Dale just wrecked with two laps to go. Greenwood checker, real disappointed. Uh, but hell of a season, man. We're all real proud of you. You raced your ass off. We just got some bad luck here in this round. Uh, but I think you'll look back and realize it was a great season. Keep it going. And on a personal level, thank you so much to you, Dale uh, Davis. It's an awesome season for us. We'll see you all next year. Dale, yeah. There you go. Dale, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Dale, yeah. Love it. Yes. Next one. <laughs> this sucks. Steve Latour had crew chiefs. They last 10, 12 races. The way he crew chiefed the beginning of the goddamn year, we wouldn't be sitting outside of this stupid chase. This team deserves better, and I'm glad he's going to be in the booth next year. He ought to be in the booth the last four races, as far as I'm concerned. Who the hell puts a loose race car on the track at Talladega, for Christ's sake? <laughs> oh, Andy, Steve. I'm glad you're here. Why don't you address that one? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Good Lord. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think I think she's just fired up that we didn't win, but Stevie's done a great job. Oh, Stevie yeah. deserves a ton of credit for what he's built here. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I need to think about that for what he's put together here and give us a shot to win. I mean, you probably wouldn't say that after the Daytona 500. So, I mean, that's two Pocono wins. I think it's yeah. a successful season, man. I can't complain. No, we've TJ, think about where the team was four years ago before Latart was part of it. Think about where it is now. Yeah, it's, that's it's, what everybody needs to do. It's night and day difference. Who's next? Been listening for a long time. First time caller. Had to come call in. Tell Dale Jr. has a hell of a year, hell of a race. Could not be more proud of that 88 bunch. And hey, sometimes things just don't go your way, but sometimes they do. Still got four more races. Still get a clock. Martinsville, Dale, yeah, and way to go, Dale Jr. Could not be more proud of that D8 bunch. Love that attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've right. gotten a lot of that too. On Twitter and stuff last night, a lot of people have the same same uh, view as that right there, and I think it's a very positive it's note. Good to, it's good to hear. Yeah. All right, who's next? Yeah, this is my first time calling Dell Jr. Download. I would just like to say that having Jimmy Johnson as a teammate is like Dell Senior having Mike Skinner as a teammate. He ain't gonna help you one bit. Um, it's just unbelievable to me that he would Junior helped get him up there several times during the race, yet he could not move over and let Junior get. Up lead a lap at the beginning of it it's just unbelievable um sorry that i don't even know who's winning right now i stopped watching the race after junior wreck um i bet if johnson does win he tears the front end of it off because he always does that because something's usually illegal in it Kendrick, i think you need to get some more talent on your team and especially a lot more class for for some teammates there sucks that we lost it here but i'm still gonna pull it for you dale hell yeah wow man i gotta disagree with him man i don't blame yeah. jimmy one bit i mean jimmy's racing for his his uh, chase hopes too, and to continue on. That's right. That's right. He, I, he, listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend Jimmy Johnson. I don't feel like yeah. I even have to. I, no. I feel like if you thought that these two teammates, even though they share a shop, were going to sit there and help each other to a win when they were both in the same position yeah. of having to win to advance, yeah. that that Jimmy was not going to be the good no. teammate, and vice versa, Dale wasn't going to be the good teammate. Did to you Jimmy. all see Dale Jr. in the pit studio before the race? 
he would have wrecked anybody. I mean, he made it clear. There are yeah. no friends out yeah, here. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think they had any intention on, like, helping each other. No. I never had any conversations with, you know, the only conversation with helping was with uh, the five, you know, because the five needed to finish good. And, uh, you know, obviously I told him, like, hey, if there's any chance we can help you get up there to help us get up there, if we can benefit off each other, let's do it. Do you want to know who it was that was behind Dale when I felt the best as far as, I, as somebody helping Dale? It was Truex. Oh, yeah, Truex. That's when I really helper. felt good. I mean, that's somebody that he's not in yeah. the chase. He's not really run well all year. He's up there contending. Yeah. And, you know, while they all want to win and Truex certainly would, would love to win, I think that just finishing second or finishing third would be considered almost a win for them given how they ran. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. think anybody had any teammates yesterday. No. And they raced no. the whole race like that, too. But I, just, I felt really I good with Truex behind us for that short, you know, yeah. stint. Honestly, I kind of liked the, how that race went, with not worrying about who was in what car. You just wanted to win. I kind of right. liked that deal. I did, too. Uh, yeah. I, I liked that. I, too. I liked mm -hmm. that attitude going into it. The teammates thing gives a false sense of, of reality yeah. when you, you know, going into these. Yeah, don't expect anything there. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Greg Biffle. Brad Kedlowski. The Long John's car. Paul Menard can't drive. Call this. See you next year. <laughs> love it. Just love it. Yeah. Plain love and simple. It. Yeah. Yeah. Caller of the day. That's yeah. right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I'm glad he didn't say that about Landon <laughs> Castle. I was happy for him. I would say winner, winner, chicken dinner, but he said F long John Silver. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, who's next? I'm sitting here with two laps to go and feeling a roller coaster of emotions, man. I remember four or five years ago, I hated NASCAR. And now I'm sitting here on the verge of tears because my guy, Dale Jr., probably won't make a chase. Oh. I need a guy to shrink right now. Yeah, I'll be easy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hate that feeling, but it, it's great to have that passion. Yeah. And it makes the wins even more special. Taylor, what would you say to this? I saw a tweet yesterday real quick. I just wanted to get your perspective. Somebody that, during the middle of the race, tweeted me and said, I'm done watching this race. I'm done watching NASCAR. NASCAR is just getting their golden boy, Jimmy Johnson, up in front. Clearly, this is when Jimmy Johnson was leading the race. And I'm mm -hmm. done watching it. It's fabricated. It's rigged. I'm done. This was like not even halfway through the race. I'm like, don't you want to wait till the end just to see First if Jimmy all, actually that, wins? There was absolutely nothing like that that race. That was the hardest race, Talladega race, that I've seen in many years in a long time. The whole race was everybody was going for it every lap, it seemed like. I mean, it was there was very little sitting around and waiting. Somebody was trying something almost every lap. What would you say? Well, there's two reactions that I have to to what that guy said. First of all, why would NASCAR want the same guy that's won six of the last seven championships <laughs> yeah. to win yeah, seven there again. if right. they were going to rig it? Right. You know, it, you want unpredictable things to happen in every sport. If they're going to rig it, I think the last guy in the 43 man field they would want is Jimmy Johnson. They don't have anything against him, but they want something else to happen, some new story to emerge. That's why they changed the whole championship points race. Secondly. You know, that person and those kind of people, they just want something to complain about. And I think it's quite obvious in the middle of a race for them to say that. So Yeah, if you can't find – I mean, those guys, those drivers in that race, you can't say that race. I mean, I know Brad won and it made a lot of people mad, but he earned that. I mean, you can't yeah, – he did. He got up there and, and, and earned it, man. Those guys were racing hard as last green-white checkers. and I mean, if you can't enjoy that, those guys are out there giving it everything they have. I mean, Logano threw a block that – I really wasn't sure it was possible. I was actually getting rid of Duck from my seat because I thought he was going to land where I was standing. So, 
I don't know. Those guys drove. I mean, they were driving hard. I could see it myself. Kozlowski's move on the green-white checker just to uh, stop the momentum. Uh, momentum. Yeah. Was I, mean, it, I don't know how they all didn't end up on a rollback. I don't either. And yeah, they didn't wreck it all either at the I end. I know. I couldn't believe it. I had for sure there was going to be a wreck coming to the start-finish line, but nope. All right, let's get another one. Hey, guys. Uh, not even done watching the race yet. I think i got about four laps to go, and they're under caution right now. Just wanted to say this has been a wonderful season to watch. No matter what happens right now, this has been amazing, and I can't I can't wait for next season already, no matter what happens. And just wanted to say thank you to you guys. You guys put on a good show, and I listen every week. It's my first time calling. <laughs> Super nervous. But um, I just wanted to thank you and everyone and your studio, and Dale Jr., and everything, everyone on his team, and everyone at Hendrick Motorsports, everyone there, and all the hard work that goes into all this. It's all such a huge inspiration, and I look forward to watching every single week. Awesome. Great attitude. Yeah. Appreciate that very and much. sounds cute. <laughs> <laughs> if this were an AOL chat room, we'd be like, Age, sex, location. Oh my goodness! I just wish I could see Amanda's face right now. Yeah, you, it's it's exactly right. what you would imagine it looking like right now. Let's play one more. Hey, it was a hell of a season so far. I almost called it. I called Alabama winning. Roll Tide. Dale, yeah. And somebody give TJ a beer. He worked his ass off. Yeah, he did. He he would prefer a lemonade. Yeah. I don't drink a lot. The over under on the times Amanda rolled her eyes at TJ while you were gone, Mike, <laughs> these last few weeks is 50. Oh, yeah, easy. I know. I listened. I listened in, and I, I could just say, yep, I guarantee Amanda's rolling her eyes at that comment. <laughs> I could go ahead and tell you, you'll have, you'll have better eyes giving me a shot than you will a beer. No, don't do a shot. Especially I mean, that shot. 40th birthday yeah. party, my friend. If you wheel a piano in here and give me a shot, it's on. I mean, what, what were we shooting, TJ? That fireball or fireball? Fire firewater, whatever. One of them. Yeah, all I know is TJ ended up on a piano. So. Yeah. <laughs> all good. All good. Hide your children. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message. That's 855-740-1902. We'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Marty Smith is on Kelly's Fast Lane Family, presented by Charlie's Soap this week. And you can take a look behind the scenes of Junior Motorsports with JRM 360, the podcast, and then, of course, on Friday – we get or Monday rather we get the full recap juniors motorsports nationwide late model teams and his sprint cup series run on the Monday recap presented by spy let's throw the white flag Mike white flag right there white flag all right well here is the week coming up for Dale jr he's got a competition meeting today and then tonight we're heading to the Dale jr foundation's driven to give event it's the biggest fundraiser of the year for the foundation it's a private event so um I mean, I'm just telling you what Junior has on his schedule, so I'm sorry if you're upset that it's a private event. But anyways, on Wednesday, Junior is officially giving away a car. That's right. The winner of this year's – I should not have put a peppermint in my mouth before I read this thing. Hold on. Yeah, I can hear it. It's funny. <laughs> Come on, it's man. Give me away a It's car. making it very hard. <laughs> Amanda's rolling her eyes. On Wednesday, Junior is officially giving away his car. That's right. The winner of this year's Wendell Junior's Ride Raffle will be here at Junior Motorsports to take ownership of her new 2014 Corvette Stingray Coupe. So you know, she bought a $25 raffle ticket, had her name randomly drawn from, from the 8,888 tickets sold. It was that easy. We'll do it again next year, so be looking for that around March or April. On Thursday, Dale Jr. is doing some production work for Unilever. Then, like he usually does after a long day's work, he goes to Walmart. Only this time, Taylor, it'll be the Walmart in Washington, North Carolina, 
on behalf of Diet Mountain Dew. Little Washington, I love it. Yeah, Junior's appearance is from 4 to 6 p.m. That's Thursday. On Friday, we're heading to Martinsville for the Goodies Headache Relief Shot 500 weekend. A lot of stuff going on there. Dale's going to meet the winner of the weekend with the 88s raffle. That also was for the Fidel Junior Foundation. He'll be appearing at the Green Flag Experience on race day. You can get tickets to that by visiting martinsvillespeedway.com. Dale Jr. will also be announcing some stuff on behalf of Goodies this weekend, so pay close attention to that. Qualifying for the Goodies Headache Relief Shot 500 is Friday at 4.40 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Uh, Fox Sports 1 is also carrying Saturday's practice. And then on Sunday, the race is at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Lastly, don't forget you can pre-order Dirty Mo Radio Diecast at LionelRacing.com. Please so note... Awesome. There are 164-scale die-casts and 124-scale die-casts. So don't be like Quasi-Dado and buy two die-casts at $7 each and then start bragging to your buddies like you got the steal of the century. No, Dado, you bought two little cars, <laughs> not 124-scale die-casts. Both are great, but just know what you're purchasing ahead of time. Also, let's throw get, get a, a mic back to Amanda real quick because I want to address Dale calls real quick because we get a lot of questions on Twitter this weekend about Dale calls and where you can get them. And Amanda and I did some research. Are you back on here, Amanda? I'm good. Basically, they're sold out. That's yes. The, that's the bad news. Except there are uh, there are some here in the Junior Nation retail store, and you should come here. It's an in-store purchase only. You can't do it over the phone. And there are, I don't know, a couple hundred left as of today. So you have to come in here to get the thing. If you live in California or New Mexico or whatever, Hopefully you know somebody in North Carolina that can come over here and get one for you. But there are some here. But the good news is they're going to reorder. Yes, and this is just an estimate, but it looks like we should have more in stock in around January. That's right, January. So just hold tight. It's coming. Also, January. one more thing, and this is for your holiday shopping. Okay. Those hats. Dirty Mo Radio hats. Yeah. They're coming, Taylor. You want one? Absolutely. Why do you always got to one-up me? Now I'm going to have to make a hat. A door bumper clear hat? Yes. We'll do it. With the can holder. Your, yeah, yeah. Your, your, your shirts have been selling pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah they've, they've uh, they'll have more this weekend in Martinsville on the truck and uh, in the store. Look, there are Christmas presents to be bought, guys. I mean, you've got the door bumper clear shirts. you got our Dirty Mo Radio line. we got shirts and hats. you got Marty's. Listen, let's let's go ahead and pimp Marty and McGee's uh, shirt. I like that. Or the did they sell out? Yeah, did they sell they out? might be sold out. Redneck too, Rodeo yeah. or something. I oh. think they might be sold out. Are they buying more? I don't know, but I can ask him. Yeah. Well, stay yeah. tuned on Wednesday. Yeah. He'll That's tell right. you. Yeah. That's right. There That's all I got from White Flag. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, uh, good stuff this week. Uh, damn proud of Team 88 and Junior Nation as well. And we got four races to go, and I got two words for you. Tick. Talk. Going to get a clock. Let's, let's go get a clock. For Dale Jr., for Mike Davis, for TJ, for, <laughs> for, the, for my driver. Andy Squeaks. Uh, and Amanda Troutman, I'm Taylor Zarzer. This has been the Dale Jr. Download, presented by Spot. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to another edition of the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. And we were talking about holiday shopping. Mike, have you even started yours yet? No, but you know what? If you get the November issue of NASCAR Illustrated, I just saw this. It's got Chase Elliott on the cover. If you open it up to page 44, that starts the NASCAR Illustrated Holiday Gift Guide. And Amanda, take a look right here. What is on page 44, big color photo, 
What is it suggesting? Spy Optic Dale Jr. 88 Collection. That's right, because that's what's up for this Christmas. you got to buy them. And if you do it now, what can you utilize, Amanda? You can utilize our discount code. Dirty Mo Radio. All one word, 20% off.